is it? Oh, hey, it's you. Thanks for coming. Guess what? I broke my glasses, but it's okay, because I've got new ones. If you've got a pair of specs, you could imagine the discomfort I felt when they hit the ground. Imagine going about your routine just to have your glasses fall and break apart, launching one of the tiny screws needed to hold them together, somewhere you just cannot hope to find it. You're frustrated, but at the same time, you can hardly see, and you feel a headache coming as well. It seems like a bad day in the midst of it, but a light bulb goes off in your mind. You've got a warranty. All of a sudden, things turn around and you've got new glasses that you will be a lot more careful with this time. As a kid, I used to give two sticks less about words like insurance, money. The game changes, doesn't it? If you wear contacts, touche. I was a fan. And maybe I'll reintroduce myself someday soon. Oh. In my cereal box once, I found x-ray glasses. Of course, I couldn't really see through walls, but I was entertained. Somewhere out there, right now, someone is working to construct a pair of x-ray glasses. I wonder just how quiet this person or group would keep such a breakthrough. A lot of good could be done with the use of x-ray specs, 
don't get me wrong. It's only when evil has a chance to obtain such a thing that problems arise. What about laser vision? Like Cyclops from X-Men? <laughs> I'm turning into a kid again. If you could have mind-reading glasses, x-ray glasses, or visors with laser beam capabilities, which one would it be for you? Leave a comment or post a tweet on the podcast's Twitter page telling me what kind of super glasses you would want in your possession. I have a surprise for you, and sadly, it isn't super specs. Are you familiar with Mad Libs? If you're nodding, yes, this should be fun. If not, it's a word game where you create a story using words to fill blanks. Like, if I were to give you the line, I'm having a blank evening. The blank in the kitchen is blank from blank. See how that works? You would have to fill in these blanks using your imagination. That's what we're in for tonight. But we're going to do it a little different. I have no story structure on me at this moment. I will take random words and construct a bedtime story on the fly as they appear one after another. I'm going to warn you, it's going to get silly. I'll do what I can to put this all together as smooth as can be, but we're going to go a bit out of the box and have some fun with it. You ready? Great. But before that, I owe you a good poem. Yes, indeed, I do. a favor of you, to leave a comment and tell me if you enjoy these poetry segments, or even better, send me a poem of your own, and I'll read it. I took a trip to another poetry sharing site, and behold, I found something I rather enjoyed reading. With the many works throughout history available for dissection, there's something about new, 
undiscovered poets that I appreciate. Maybe because I'm a part of the group, but more so, there's a grit that jumps off the page and you can feel it. Written by Rick Hunter from FamilyFriendPoems.com Tonight's poem is called The Rain. There's a simple beauty to the falling rain. The same kind of beauty you find in a child's smile or a flower-covered hillside terrain. The sound of the rain falling on the roof above gives me a feeling of peacefulness like the song of a cooing dove. The rain, a gift from above to sanctify as it plays me a peaceful lullaby. Though it may be dark, inside I feel a warming light as the gentle patter of the rain helps me sleep throughout the night. The rain is a gift from God above, washing Mother Nature's flowers. Yes, there is a simple beauty to the rain as I stand and watch as it showers. I love the rain, just putting that out there. There is something beautiful about it, and it's apparent that I'm not by myself on that. There's a simple beauty to the falling rain, the same kind of beauty you find in a child's smile or a flower-covered hillside. The sound of the rain falling gives me a feeling of peacefulness, like the song of a cooing dove. Try to imagine a time you were inside by a window, gray skies lying comfortably in the silence, listening to the rainfall. Nothing but the patter of many drops hitting the ground, the roof splashing against your window. It's a good thing because you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. Just lie comfortably, letting the situation guide you into something so tranquil. You know what I mean, right? Of course you do. Rick does too when he delivers the rain, a gift from above to sanctify, as it plays me a peaceful lullaby. He adds the simile 
comparing the soft song of a dove and the calm it provides him to the patter of drops on the roof. The kind of stillness that a good rainy day provides is one of the main reasons I enjoy them so. If you were to ask me, though it may be dark, inside I feel a warming light as the gentle patter of the rain helps me sleep throughout the night. Those kinds of nights are special that they are, especially when you're next to someone who enjoys the moment as much as you. The rain is a gift from God above, washing Mother Nature's flowers. Yes, there is a simple beauty to the rain as I stand and watch as it showers. Rick's appreciation for rainy days and nights couldn't be made clearer. If you're listening, my friend, thanks for writing this. The comparisons throughout give off an imagery that not only work with your sense of sight, but your sense of hearing as well. I could almost hear the patter of rain in my head and feel that still, gray environment with a nice cocoa, soft music playing, just getting work done or relaxing. It's a sweet something for everyone, don't you know? It's a testament to Mother Nature and her everlasting effect on us. Thanks again, Rick. When it's all said and done, it's good to relax, isn't it? The strain of a long day or week can weigh heavy on you. You reserve the right to relax, even if only for a moment, right? Here, close your eyes and allow me to steer that train of thought as we pack up for Sleepy Town. I'd say I'm just about ready. What about you? I'm going to call this segment a haphazardous account. There's no organization, no itinerary, no structure of any kind. These events are not based on real instances. 
It's just a haphazardous account with just Dre. So let's talk about Ruth Grunsberger. Ruth was a young woman who lived on a farm with her spotted pigs, purple chickens, and greedy cattle. They eat tons of grass and all kinds of vegetation, dandelions, eucalyptus leaves, whatever Ruth could gather. She needed one cup of mushrooms for a dinner recipe, but she didn't have any. Thankfully, she remembered there was a small stand that sold special golden mushrooms that were rumored to be the most delicious around the land. After a day's work of tending to the animals, she was ready to go. Only a few miles. There was a storm coming. Ruth could see the clouds aways, and she found them frightening, making haste. She got in her buggy and left to get her special mushrooms. On the way, she saw a hitchhiker it was a frail-looking old man in a colorful cloak with a trunk open, exposing his items. She pulled over not too far from where he stood. He walked over, delighted. She greeted her mysterious elder. Hi, do you need some help? He took a bow. Greetings, miss. I have a collection of magical items that could change your life forever. These items are available for a limited time, and you look like you could use more happiness, young woman. Ruth laughed with a look of intrigue in her eyes. But she needed to get back to the farm and cook dinner. She was pretty tired and hungry. I wish I had more time. What are your hot cellars? She inquired. He smiled without a word for just a moment and proceeded to walk over to his trunk. Scurrying back, he pulled out a ball stained in holographic colors with an immediate allure about it as he held it in his palm before her eyes. My seven-color elastiball 
guaranteed to put a smile on your face. This is on the house. Enjoy it and be well. He handed the object to Ruth, along with a tiny sliver of paper. Taking another bow, the mysterious old man began walking back to his chest of wonders. Ruth took a moment to observe the item she had received. It was incredibly shiny, with a mesmerizing touch. She shuffled it around in her palms, and the ball began to glow bright. Stunned, she jerked, and the slip of paper had fallen, landing on the passenger floor. Oh, she noticed she had forgotten to thank the kind stranger. Ruth climbed out of the vehicle on the side closest to the tall grass, only to discover the old man and his trunk of wares had disappeared into the evening air. Her face lit up with excitement and amazement as she soon relished the possibility of meeting a wizard and owning a real magical item. She stood still as a car passed by in a quiet awe. Ruth climbed back into the buggy and recovered the slip of paper that had dropped. Perhaps they were instructions. She began to unfold the paper, but noticed a drop of rain had came down upon her head. The animals didn't like storms, and it would be selfish of her to stay where she was any longer, she thought. Toward her stomach, too which grumbled as she leapt back onto the two-lane highway. The area, wide and exposed, lined with fields of fine, tall wheat, like God's golden ballroom. As a child, Ruth wanted nothing more than to be an astronaut, and shake hands with a star. Her passion for space travel still remains bottomless, but her parents wished for her to look after the small farm, as they were now retired, and promised her she could pursue traveling space in a year. She was still young, and the farm will be able to run itself someday soon, they said. Some days, she felt like a hamster in a cage. Others, as free as a dolphin in the great blue. She knew she was getting close to the stand, 
which relieved her, but the clouds were conspiring, and all she could think about was how good the gravy will taste with these super special mushrooms. The clouds looked severe. She kept on her merry way with her liberal view of the world and its what-have-yous. Only another few miles. On her left side, a sign with explicit directions to the cool carpenter city emporium. Via the next exit, was visible as she passed it. Ruth's deduction was that this was going to be a nice evening. The animals were most likely all resting, she thought. The golden wheat fields became desert and red rock when she crossed the boundary a bloodstain upon the world. It smelled a bit like brimstone in the air as she continued to drive. Up ahead, Ruth could see the road had curved into a dead end. She could see the stand and an elderly woman sporting dark-colored rags and a headdress carrying a carved wooden staff with smoke rising from the tip. The woman was chanting as Ruth came to a stop nearby. The land in which she tended was full with an abundance of fresh fruit and brightly colored vegetation, humming, chanting, quietly in the open. This must have been a ritual, blessing all of the harvest. Ruth exited her buggy with her small handbag and felt raindrops continue to fall upon her head. The elderly woman stopped her chant and turned to greet her customer. Hi. Looks like it's going to come down any moment, huh? Ruth asked the woman. She stared at Ruth for a moment with a blank expression as the rain kept up its soft assault against the earth. Seconds passed. The woman set aside her staff and drew closer to Ruth. She smiled and then laughed. What an adorable young girl. How can I be of service, my dear? The mysterious old woman inquired to Ruth. It appeared as if the clouds had fused above them, berries of crimson 
most enticing-looking red grapes. Trees hosting fruits of variety. And a family of eggplants were the first things to capture Ruth's eyes. One of the peppers had grown differently from the rest of them. It resembled an alien-like creature and was funny-looking to her. The clouds. She could see them darkening further south. Yet, another storm. She thought of the animals. The sound of lightning and heavy rain would cause them to wake and become restless. She had a flute and would play a particular set of notes repeatedly, getting them to settle down. Her eyes were all over. I hear you've got the best tasting mushrooms. Is it possible to buy a cup or more? She asked. The old woman smiled at Ruth again. She nodded and reached below to secure a medium-sized glass jar containing healthy-looking, bright, golden mushrooms that she had then set upon the stand. Thank you. How much? The woman pressed her pointer finger against her lips as to quiet Ruth. Slowly reaching underneath the stand counter, she grabbed a large pair of shears. Near the woman stood a tall tree, home to an army of supremely beautifully colored fruit. Greens, pinks, the blues and the yellows. She clipped a big, round, pink melon-looking fruit, dismembering it from one of the closest branches. It looked very enticing. She walked back over and offered in her hands the pretty fruit to the young woman. The royal sunset fruit. This is a new labor of love, my dear. So please enjoy it. My gift. Ruth couldn't think of any recent moment in time where she felt so much kindness in one day. The mysterious, magical old man. This elderly woman of incredibly mystic proportions. Just make a wish before you eat it, the woman added. Ruth felt very privileged to run into two kind strangers that day. They seemed similar in a way, but 
she assumed it was just because they were both older. She took the fruit. Thank you. I will. How much for the mushrooms? Ruth asked the woman. The raindrops continued to fall. The woman looked up to the sky, then to Ruth, securing her staff and turning her back to the young woman before slowly walking toward her tent. Take them. Take them before it comes down, my dear. The great shower marks the hour, her demonstration of love and respect for the land. The baboon can thrive in forest greens and trim the cool summer. Delete all lawlessness in your heart for many moons. The old woman's voice faded as she got further away and safely into her tent. Ruth smiled and stepped quickly back to her buggy. She remembered she had a birthday coming up as she secured her belt. The road was clear as could be. Not another vehicle in sight when she started on her way back home. Her motor humming in the light wind. She passed Dogtooth Rock, a large mass of stone that sat at the head of the boundary. She was driving as fast as she could without being reckless, in hope she would beat the storm. It was a tense situation. She coughed and disputed the notion she would be caught keeping forward on her way home. Her buggy was a project car built by her and her father some years ago. Originally, she named it Sparky, but changed it to Kiwi in order to complement its light green paint. Not too much farther now. Her father was her greatest advisor and taught her marksmanship. Her mom taught her how to grow everything and be a productive young woman, but still, at times, she felt empty. She wanted to travel the universe. That was her dream. Passing by Beaver Lock Bridge, the rain kept falling, and she was almost home. Ruth was a patient girl, but she couldn't help ponder her dilemma, and sometimes it made her feel rage whenever she thought about it. 
she made dinner and got herself to bed. It would be another day closer to what she really wanted. The barnyard was just ahead, pulling onto the land. She stopped, undoing her seatbelt and grabbing the mystic fruit and the seven-colored ball next to a ceramic figure in the passenger seat. She touched the ball, and it glowed again. Amused, she made sure not to forget the paper that came with it. The sound of a horn echoed in the distance. Coming from across the fields, it was Farmer Nelson. Before becoming a farmer, he used to study plasma, which is a portion of the bloodstream. His daughter was traveling the world as an aspiring actress, and sometimes this made her feel insecure. Even still, she had a profound love for the farm and her animals who were always happy to see her return. The barn was big, big enough to resemble a warehouse. Her parents spent years building the farm up to what it was. The rain was constant. She pulled in and parked her buggy in the corner of the barn. She leapt out, holding onto the items procured on her trip. The anticipation was getting to her. There was a room she could call her own. With a flip of the light switch, she tossed her keys the jar of mushrooms, and the royal fruit upon a quilted mattress in her bedroom. Nearby was a desk where she sat and retrieved the elastiball from her purse that she then set on the floor. She took the item and the piece of paper handed with it and put them both on the desk. It was folded, but Ruth unraveled the paper, only to discover that what was written inside was something she had never seen before. Three rows of nothing but dots and lines. This wasn't Braille, or anything she was prepared for. Distressed, she let out a moan. What is this? She thought out loud. The rain kept falling, and Ruth was a little frustrated. No wonder it was free, she thought.
shuffling it in her hands, trying different ways to figure out the object. Nothing. Ruth set it upon the desk and stood, looking out of her bedroom window. A beautiful rain was constant. Her parents lived on a ranch about one hour away, and during the summers, they would all head downriver to their family picnic spot. It was nice being a farm girl, and she loved her mother and father, but her passion was elsewhere. A linear life wasn't for her, and it made her sad thinking about it. She crouched under the windowsill and started to cry. It was painful, and Ruth couldn't hold it in anymore. A light grew above her. It was bright, brighter than usual. She wiped her eyes and stood to her feet to notice the object had glue, a white-hot glow, and risen from the table. She was mesmerized, nervous, and excited. It grew brighter where it was, slowly reaching out to grab it. It became warmer as she drew closer and closer to the magical item. She drew closer until suddenly she grabbed a hold of the ball and it was the warmest, friendliest sensation she had ever felt. It became a hot pink and shined so beautifully across her room. She held it close to her chest. The object showed small resistance, as if it were trying to float away. Ruth let it go, only to watch it hover in midair and glow white once again. She stared in complete enthrallment. It began to dim, then shine twice as bright as before. A blinding light. Ruth covered her eyes. Seconds passed, and she was hesitant to uncover. Moving her arms away from her vision, she couldn't believe it. The room was littered with stars, shapes, and many bright colors. A private universe. At that moment, her tears were no more. She thought of the magical, mysterious old man's words about her happiness. 
and the colors and stars began to shift, changing shape before her eyes. It would be a while before her parents would let her free, free to linger the cosmos, but she accepted it. She was okay now, because she knew of a galaxy that was private, mystical, and exclusive only to her. Thanks for being here tonight with me. Please share this podcast with anyone you think could use a buddy in the dark. Someone they can rely on when the nights get a little rocky. If you enjoy the content, consider leaving a like, comment, or review of the podcast. It would really, really help. And I would greatly appreciate it. That way, we can keep hanging out. Just like this. Sleep on. And sleep well, my friend. I'll be seeing you next time.